You know, when I got back from Vietnam, I didn't have a lot going for me. No friends, no home, and a town full of cops giving me shit. The only thing that got me through was the Sean Geek podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, and so should you. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, which you can download from SeanMcGinnity.ca. Do it, or the first blood's going to be yours. What do we want to put on next? Todd, what do you think? Dwarfs. There you go. Dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> I was just that that. That. All yeah. right. Uh, Todd, your introduction to Killer Dwarfs. What was your Killer Dwarfs? My introduction was uh, it was either Much Music or um, Metal for Breakfast. Yes. I believe it was Metal for Breakfast. Back, back in the old days when we had, was it uh, Teen Encounter? Oh my god! With uh, with Wayne LeBlanc, we had metal for breakfast playing what? on the on his tape deck. Yeah, yeah, those were the days. Wow, <laughs> you got to give context. Everyone's like, I don't know what Todd's talking about. Yeah, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, this it's uh, they used to have a thing called Marriage Encounter. Well, I don't know if they still do or not, but it was I don't know. It was put on by the catholic church or something it was pretty much a, a weekend getaway thing and they they kind of uh i know it, it was kind of one of those therapy things for couples and right. i guess they had uh, they had one for teens and we just kind of got hooped into it without knowing oh. <laughs> yeah we're going to this uh thing with all these teens yeah okay cool and we get there it's like oh you can leave church 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 yeah so but uh yeah on our way out there uh that's that's what we were playing and it was uh it was a good uh it was a good album and uh some of their stuff was uh was really good too yeah so, so yeah that, that was, that was my so that was a compilation album that you discovered them on yeah 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 like one of those ktel not ktel but metal for breakfast kind of, kind of the same idea it was just kind of a mishmash of a bunch of metal bands at the time Corey? Well, um, I remember back in the early 80s, uh, before I had uh, much music, we had uh, Good Rockin' Tonight on CBC, hosted by uh, Terry David Mulligan and and Stu Jeffries, and they used to play Killer Dwarf videos all the time, so that was probably my first introduction to them. Oh my god, that was such a great show. Terry David Mulligan is, you should go back to music. I know he really should. He's a famous reporter and stuff for, was it CNN or wherever the hell he went to? But I don't know, man. His he was a good music journalist, the best, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. And I'll never forget Good Rock and Snipe because I answered a trivia question on the show, and the prize I got was a Hunt for Red October ball cap. Wow, which I still have kicking around somewhere. I don't remember the <laughs> trivia question, but I still have the Hunt for Red October ball cap. I hope it doesn't have a uh, you know hammer and sickle on it. It did. Actually, oh yes. no <laughs> <laughs> oh no don't ever pull that out ever oh man uh what about you yeah. mark uh my introduction to this was this list that you guys sent me no come on <laughs> because... are you serious no, I, 
because Corey even said like you might know the killer dwarfs and i was like the name does not ring a bell when i listened to the song this is another one where i thought maybe maybe in passing i have heard uh if if not this song maybe this this band at some point but uh i mean honestly i and i was looking through a lot of their uh, catalog and i was going i don't know i really don't know if i've ever come across this band or not they were um they were mistaken for a new wave of British heavy metal band. And a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of the globe thought they were from England. So <clears throat> I could see um, that based, and, based on how this one sounds. And I think they were bigger over in Europe than they were even in Canada. I don't think that they mean, were yeah. that big in Canada. I think they're kind of big everywhere else. We had um, uh, Daryl, the the drummer, we actually had him on the show. Um, We just approached him. Hey, you want to be in the show? He goes, sure. And it was, <laughs> literally that simple and there you go what a gentleman and i actually got to see him this was a bucket list concert i've always wanted to see was the dwarves and i saw them open for skid row and pantera nice. that was that was it was those three bands mm-hmm. and um during the skid row set i told this story before but i'll tell it again during the skid row set sebastian bach brought out um russell the the singer wait russell no yeah, Russell, sorry, Russell the singer brought him out and they had a sing off in the middle of a set. <laughs> and oh it was boy. lit it was literally like uh Baz would like sing a line and then uh the dwarfs guy would do it, emulate it and then back and forth and then it was like they would one up each other. So of course I'm gonna yeah. sing ah! and the other guy's gonna go ah! And then they just going higher and higher and higher and higher. Baz lost. He lost. Oh, he wow. Completely okay. lost. Russell's oh, upper register is ridiculously high and he hasn't lost it. Like we just saw, like I said, I just saw him a few weeks ago and he still sounds amazing. That's surprising because back in, I mean, Sebastian's like in his heyday, man, he, he was almost untouchable. This was slave to the grind like, era that this this show yeah. was. Slave to the go. grind and um there's a vulgar display a of power. Example. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That was man. one of the best shows ever. I have heard of this tour. So yeah. um the fact that Killer Dwarfs was on that tour. Okay, cool. So then <clears throat> they got introduced to a lot of American audiences then. So That's I yeah, right. it's makes it more surprising that uh that I don't have like a clear recollection of having listened to them because now I'm almost positive I've come across them before, but not this song until this list. Right. Now this was off the first album, which was on attic records, which was a Canadian Uh label. Um, They, well, as you can go back and listen to our episode, it'll tell us all about attic records, but um, they they basically took the deal that you can be on the label. We're not going to pay you a cent, but we'll, we'll finance (laughs) it. We'll finance, you'll have music videos, you'll get airplay, you'll get tours, but you're not going to get paid for the album at all. I, so basically, yeah, basically how the record labels run these days. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's but, um, right. but it broke them, right? Like it broke them. They get to open yeah. for, um, they get to play with Iron Maiden. They get to play with like a lot of huge bands that were, and they became friends with all these people. Um, mm-hmm. Nikki Six produced uh, Daryl's, he had a band called Automan. I think it was Automan that he was talking about. Uh, I think he produced an Automan record of his. I've heard of that. Yeah. So I think he might be the vocalist in that. I'm not sure. The drummer might be the vocalist in that one. I'm not sure, but 
but anyway, they're, they're, I, I love these guys. And it, it's, it's weird that I got a chance to talk <laughs> to Daryl. Like it's bizarre, but anyway, uh, let's play the song. So this was their introduction to the world. a soundtrack for me while i'm working is it um, a uh is is it like a mandate that was sent out uh that all canadian uh heavy metal singers have to have like a high upper range like is that uh just how, <laughs> that's right how, yeah here we is go. that another, how, how you guys guy. are just built it's the weather <laughs> when when things get cold when when the berries get frozen right the voice goes up so uh, apparently so so <laughs> yeah um yeah and, th- it makes it makes total sense that these guys played with with maiden um because oh, the, yeah. this this song gave me some some big like maiden and like early priest vibes yes. oh so yeah definitely like, and, which is why i was kind of like i i i just feel like i've come across this band at some point um but i just couldn't pull the name um but yeah it's it's very very reminiscent of the time when this came out um not and that's not a bad thing that's just uh it's like yeah yeah it sounds like uh, one of those bands I'm not going to play them, but they did a trilogy of videos from their second album where um, it tells a story. Uh, we stand alone, keep the spirit alive. And shit, what was the other one now? Uh, stand tall. Basically, it was telling the story of this indie band. Um, wow, this is very recent. This show here. Yeah, it was back Wait in a minute. July. This is this was this a 20, show? Was that 2022? Yeah, July, this, July 30th. This, this lady looks very familiar. There was a lady in the audience, like photographing everything. Anyway, maybe uh, that's it was, their uh, touring photographer or something. Yeah, maybe. So, anyway, so it was um, a trilogy of videos that basically talked about how they get signed to a record label, how they were asked to sell out and uh, all get tans and have particular haircuts and dress particular ways. And then the third video was how they broke off from the record label, went independent, made their own records and uh, self-released their stuff. It's very it's, meta. It's, it's yeah, very meta, very, very smart. Um, and, and the videos are just great. And basically Russ, Russ, the singer, he's kind of played off as the, he's a, he's a dwarf. <clears throat> he comes out <laughs> to the stage in a crate. They open the crate. He jumps out of the crate. And after the show, they shove them right back in the crate and go to the next town. So he's interesting. Yeah, that's their shtick. Is he a short fella? Yeah, he's yeah, he's very short. He's like All five right. four or something. Oh, Man. so he's like uh, the singer for Accept. Yes, yes, Udo. <laughs> gotcha, Udo. 
anyway let's uh move on to the list uh i i kind of want to play this one for Corey here do we want to put some pikes on here oh i'm absolutely ready for some pikes i wanted to pick one a band from saskatchewan uh, and i'm not a big fan of uh the sheepdogs which is kind of the other big band from saskatchewan so uh, i had to put a little northern pikes on here i think mark uh, in an earlier conversation i mentioned uh the one track they did that charted in the states was a song called she ain't pretty and you had mentioned yeah. uh, you thought you had heard that one so uh, yeah, I, I tried to go sure. a little bit a uh, little different here a little more up tempo i appreciate uh, that <laughs> i've played she ain't pretty so many times live <laughs> <laughs> yeah Drumming still one of my favorite songs but uh yeah i always thought this was an underrated song by the pike so i agree okay let's uh take a listen here such a good song <laughs> it's very blues very kind of like uh i i don't want to use the term outlaw country because i really don't like no. what the hell does that what the hell does yeah. that mean but uh like kind of ironically uh like americana sort of sounding uh <laughs> at least yeah which be ironic because not even close but uh you know being a canadian band and all but the song this song in particular sounds like uh one of those and very very uh uh 90s sort of uh instilled you know it, it, the 90s were an interesting time for rock music because you had all walks of life giving you all sort of different genres blended together uh it wasn't all just grunge and moody music it there was a lot of uh, a lot of differences um and this this kind of reminds me of uh, of that era, which I believe this is one of the '90s era songs on this list. If I'm not right, if I'm uh, not '92. Yep. yep. There, you, there you go. I wanted a song that if, if Mark ever came to visit me in Saskatchewan, we sat down at a bar. Uh, this would probably be playing on the jukebox or a song like it. It's a that. it's a bar song. It's absolutely yeah. a bar song. That's oh, that's oh, what yeah. I mean when I say outlaw country. I was like, no, what I really mean is it's a bar song. That's right. <laughs> so, and I and I dig bar tunes. Todd, you're you're uh what's you with uh this band? It, well, the band itself, I mean, this song is the first time I've heard it. I've, I've never heard this song before. Oh no, oh, wow. No, okay. No, but it is it is in their wheelhouse-ish style. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was amazed to hear it, it had kind of a, some some blues tendencies in there. Uh, because they weren't really it was more of a pop. 
like you said, the song that you're you're saying that you you hear all the time that that was more what I was used to hearing. Yeah. So this just kind of shifts it just a little bit, but the, but it's good. I like it. And the Pikes right. are still out there. They uh, got uh, Kevin Kane from the Grapes of Wrath, another Canadian band. Oh wow! Uh, he's playing rhythm with them right now. They're out there nice. touring. Grapes of Wrath. Wow, that was a big one. That's one that easily could have been on the list. I want. Let's stick to the same sort of not formula but same style let's uh or not me well i don't know i i feel this band is the same era too uh they're a band called the odds they had a couple of massive hits i'm surprised todd's current band doesn't play either one i'm, I'm really shocked actually it, it's whatever dan comes up with yeah he'll show up at a practice hey let's try this one <laughs> so i was like okay <laughs> let's try it so well, I, and I, I put this on the list because uh, i know uh mark's a big kids in the hall fan and the kids yeah. in the hall are actually in this video for this song. Oh, okay, well then we got to put it <laughs> that on. That makes that makes so much sense. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course they would be on this song. <laughs> here, I'm going to put it on here. And action. Hi, we're the Mixed Knots, and we're going to do an improv for you. So what we want from you is a topic. Heterosexual men. Okay, can we have a band in there? The odds. <laughs> and a, can we have a genre? Rock video. <laughs> okay. I'll get everybody hat. <laughs> <laughs> God. I want to make everyone. Why is your band not doing this song? You as the bass player would kill on this song. You got to bring this. And to you got to do it in drag. You have to do, you, you have to do it in drag. You, you absolutely have to. Well, that's like on some of the songs, like when you're playing a cheap sunglasses and then you put the sunglasses on, or if you, you know, any any type of song that that has a, a prop to it. <laughs> I can yeah. Just see, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know if we would do that, but the song, I'll, you know what? I'll bring it up, and we'll see what the we'll see what they say. I think it would have been funnier if they had gotten uh, Scott Thompson in on this video for the obvious irony of it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. That would, been... that would have been just hysterical. I don't know why Scott and Bruce uh, weren't in the video. It was just the uh, the other three. but Maybe they just weren't into the idea. It was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds stupid. I, you know what? I've never seen this video before. This is, a, this is great. Oh, yeah, great video. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. my God. And by the end, everybody's in drag. Oh, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Uh, well, they like to make I, their songs fun. Canadians I, like to make their songs fun for some reason. That's no. right. 
<laughs> but always like great musicianship like the musicianship on the song is like ridiculously amazing mm -hmm. yeah um mark what do you think yeah i love that uh it's 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 very it it's a very ironic song just in the sense of like please don't take this seriously like this is like this, we're, we're here to have fun this is a fun song. Look at the video for God's sakes. This is just like, yeah. we're not, we're, we're poking fun at uh, like, I feel like this song is just a direct poking fun of like, you know, toxic masculinity, even yes. back then, yes. um, like just straight up. And even if you look at the band, it's like, like, look at how, look at how we look. It's like, yeah. if you're, if you're going to take us seriously with this song, then we like, don't look like Nickelback. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, no. Know. This is not. This is not. You know, bro, butt rock. You know, it's just, no, not at all. <laughs> just '90s fun. This is Canada poking, probably poking fun at American rock music. To be honest with you, uh, um, mm -hmm. but it's hilarious. And you know, certainly the video featuring members of Kids in the Hall does not hurt it. You nope. know, it just makes it <laughs> not makes it funnier. All. So that's how I took it. Like I was entertained by this. It's like just because this is just fun and it's funny and you know I I like it so much more now because of the video well uh, Corey yes sir your two cents oh my thoughts oh odds were a great band uh, this is from the album bed bugs uh, it falls apart was another uh, good song uh, off this one I always remember the video though as being uh, uh, really funny I was a big kids in the hall fan still am other uh, new season they put out on Amazon I thought was phenomenal so and uh, Craig absolutely and Craig Northey uh, from the odds actually wrote the theme song to the uh Saskatchewan based sitcom Corner Gas, which was uh, pretty big in Canada. I well. didn't realize yes. that. Yep. Oh, I love Corner Gas. He wrote the theme song and the song they play at the uh, end of the show, too. I, I, I shouldn't have made that connection. I just didn't realize it was them. Yep. We don't, wow, that's we cool. don't, we don't have Nickelback or uh, Bieber on the list, I hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be for part two. Part two. Well, Nick, Nickelback is not, I don't know why everyone shits on Nickelback. I don't mind Nickelback. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's, it's a good. I've I figured it out. It's mostly the I have, U.S. for some reason. Yeah, it's 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 the U.S. Well, they're in parts of like Europe and South America, but mm -hmm. that's because they just don't dig that type of music over there. But uh, I figured it out. It's not so much the band itself that the you know people like to shit on. It's it's the fact that they're fans. They're the fans mm. that that the band attracts yes. tend to be some of the worst fucking people in the world. It's like worse than Boston Bruins fans. Uh, sorry to Boston, but your fans are terrible. Um, and uh, <laughs> very toxic. Yeah, very toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very bad. And, and uh, they attack everyone else. Yeah. Like well, it's because for whatever reason, Nickelback and bands of the like seem to just they attract a particular breed of folks and me being a uh, Southern U S resident. Um, mm -hmm. I can tell you exactly what kind of people uh, tend to flock towards Nickelback and it's just not good. It's, it's not good. Uh, it's a particular breed. And I think when you add that on top of the fact that a lot of Nickelback songs are, you know, at least in my opinion, mediocre at best, um, but they're still very popular and they still, you know, are playing the music they want to play. So I got to give them that. And they're successful. A lot of, I think a lot of people shit on them too, because they're so successful. Um, and you know, people are like, uh, you, you got your hardcore metal elitists who are like, fuck that band. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fans that they attract. Um, don't give them a great representation. So, 
you combine all those things. And of course the world is just going to look at them as a joke, but frankly, the joke is on all of us because say what you will about them. They have maintained a consistency in terms of successfulness for how many years now? Like a lot. So what can we do? The other thing too, is they pushed hard. Like yeah. the, the fame that they got and the popularity they got was from being persistent as hell, calling radio stations, demanding that they play their songs, mm-hmm. uh, touring relentlessly, but I, I I have an, an additional theory to add on to Mark's because I think Mark's theory is probably accurate. But I think there's there's another aspect too, which is it spawned a million sound-alike bands. Yes. And those bands are actually not necessarily better. So. No, know. it's just it, they gave it, way to type. the. Uh, yeah, they, they gave way to the, the, as it's known as the butt rock or the bro rock mm-hmm. sort of era. Um, and, you know, to be fair to Nickelback, they didn't ask for that. They didn't, they didn't plan on that. <laughs> it just, it just happened because these bands started seeing Nickelback become so successful with what they were doing. And it's like, well, they're not doing anything particularly hard, but they're playing, you know, they're playing rock music and they're being very successful. If we emulate that, we will be successful. And then you get your theory of a dead man's, you know, you get your, your, your skillets, you get your, you know, name a dozen more other bands that sound just like them. And then next thing you know, you've got this movement as it were of bro rock and that everyone's eating up, but then, you know, there's this percentage of the audience that's going, what the hell is this? This is, it also gets watered down too. Right. Like, yeah, it's just like the hair metal scene, the same thing, right? Like, Yes, There's it's exactly, this is started, not new. And then it just. It, it, this happens in music every so f- every few years. This happens. This happened in grunge, you know, uh, post grunge. This happens, you know, that's that's really where you want to put Nickelback is like, oh, they're in the post grunge era. That's because that's what they sound like. You know, they sound like grunge esque, but more modern. Right. Uh, right. So that you, you give them the, the post grunge sort of. uh, uh uh, uh, designation. Now, so Corey, you, Corey and Todd, you both like Nickelback. You think they're okay, right? Yeah, I, I like think them. they're all right. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're like for me. It's not my kind of music. I just think they're kind of average. Like for me, I, I don't think they're bad. I just think they're. It's not my. It's not my cup of tea. I, I don't. I don't detest them. Uh, they they were recently on a Talk Is Jericho uh, episode talking about why people hate them so much yeah you know and, uh, like, I, I heard that one too and they talked yeah. about you know some of their you know the guys from pantera they, you know they love nickelback vinnie paul and uh, dimebag mm-hmm. daryl they were huge fans of yeah. that band but people don't like it when people work hard and get famous people like just want to slam that right I, I i don't hate them i just it's not my thing but i, mean, I, I think average was a really good word average was the great way to put it i saw them uh live uh, but uh, the opening for them were Danko Jones, who was really interesting. And then the band live and live blew Nickelback off the stage. Oh, God. Live is amazing. Yeah. They okay, were well, phenomenal. Speak, speaking of Danko, there's the, there's the segue. That's the segue <laughs> we wanted to hear. So we we actually covered this song sort of briefly when we had uh, Shane Wellen on the show. And we talked about the Headstones mm-hmm. and Tweeter and the Monkey Man. But we played the original version of 
or no, we I think we played the original one with we played this version. So we're gonna play the song again. So this is Tweeter and the Monkey Man by the Headstones. This was the song we're supposed to play, right? Yep. All right, okay, here we go. Tweeter and the monkey man were hard up for cash. They stayed up on ice selling cocaine and hash to an undercover cop who had a sister named Jan. For reasons unexplained, she loved the monkey Ever put this video together used clips from the movie savages which is an awful film but uh, but the song's pretty good yeah gone in 60 seconds well and uh, it's used... a cover of a traveling wilbury song mark i don't know if you knew that this is a bob dylan written not. for the for the wilburys uh the only song roy orbison i think didn't perform on that album but i always yeah. thought the headstones version uh, blew the wilburys out of the water and i love that track but uh, headstones i thought really kicked it up a notch and I actually uh, did this on a podcast with uh, ken knapsack mark who's a fellow you know and he loves yeah, tweeter and the monkey yeah. man we always thought you, this song needs to be made a movie of you know who would you cast as tweeter mm-hmm. who would you cast as the monkey man i always thought tweeter would be a really good uh steve buscemi or sorry monkey oh, yeah. man would be a steve buscemi type oh, and, yeah. uh, maybe vin diesel get him in there and uh tell the story of tweeter <laughs> and the monkey man yeah i would have to great. really dive into it uh dive into the song itself to really uh give you a, a better um Oh yeah, listen to the lyrics. Who I guess, yeah, it, it tells you quite a story. Yeah, it is. It is a great song. Todd, your intro to this one. Uh, I think I had back in the day. We had beer when you bought beer. They they would give you a free, you know, a toque or a hat or or a, they had a, a CD. It was a single, and I thought it was the headstones. It, it was the headstones. It wasn't this song. I'm trying to remember which one it was now. There, there yeah. was a few different bands. I remember Junkhouse had one. Uh, Praying for the Rain came on a CD single with uh, Molson Canadian. Wait yep. a minute. Wait a minute. You would buy a, you would buy some beer and they give you a CD? Yep. CD, yep. yeah. You bet. What? Duke, bottle yep. opener, T-shirt. Great Canadian Miniature band. Stanley Cup. Yeah. It just, would this just happen anywhere? Well, if you're buying that brand, yeah. Wow. There's no, big competition amongst beer brands. <laughs> we didn't we didn't do that here. Yeah. <laughs> At least not to my they, knowledge. I don't, they don't know. Do, they don't do that anymore. Remember Shreddies? No. You used to be able to get a free toy in the Shreddies <laughs> all the time. But and now I don't I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, same with beer. I don't think they they give out free oh. swag anymore. I think it's no. uh, with all the cutbacks, it's no, and unfortunately. Yeah, not a, unless you're at a bar and a brewery comes in and like uh, says like, here, try our new brew. We're like, we're, uh, you know, it's a special um, promotion here at this bar. Here's some free swag while you're at it. Yeah. Unfortunately for Mark, he's American. So he doesn't even get beer. He has 2% horse piss that they pass off his beer, like <laughs> Pabst and Schlitz and all that kind of crap. Absolutely. Number, well, number one, Pabst is for hipster dumbasses that have no taste buds <laughs> two we don't have schlitz here 
At least not in the South, we don't. Well, they do in Montana because when I used to cross the border to get some yeah. cheap beer, you could get like a 12-pack of Schlitz for like five bucks. Yeah. And look, I drink I drink craft beer. Thank you very much. So okay. like now, now who's the hipster? <laughs> craft beer, Mark, and fine wine, Corey, on the yeah. Fast Freddy and uh, Geek Boy show. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, the Todd's band plays Smile and Wave, I believe, right, Todd? Yeah, from the Headstones. Oh, that's a good one. Did you know yeah. the Headstones just did a, a cover of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Oh no! Oh, really? I want to hear that. Yeah, that's bold. An up tempo awesome. version of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I might oh. like that better oh, than you know. No, yeah, you no respect to Gordon Lightfoot, but uh, that yeah, I might <laughs> like that one better because that song it's good, but it drags a little bit. It too. drags yeah. so hard. <laughs> Seventeen minutes, I think the song is or something. Ugh, <laughs> yeah. My brother loved. My brother loves to jam that song regularly. I have no idea why, but he does. And I just go, bro, can we not? Can, can we not? Because <laughs> it's just, I don't have the time to, to, to just appreciate this right now. When you, when you watch the video, when you watch the video for the, for that from Gold, Gord, Gordon Lightfoot, it's, uh, it, you almost have to put a jacket on because you feel like you're freezing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Because like, the boat's, like, you know, it's going through the water and it's, uh, you know, pretty rough. Like Looks pretty if cool. I'm going to listen to a, if I'm going to listen to like a 20 minute, you know, slow burn epic song like that, I'm going to listen to Alice's restaurant massacre by Arlo Guthrie, you know, because at least that's funny. You know? So he said like Gordon Lightfoot's was 17 minutes. The uh, headstones version is four minutes and 46 seconds. So that's how much <laughs> that's, they, they crank it up. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. There you go. Vignette. So Todd, was that true? Smile and wave. Your band does smile and wave, right? By the yes. headstones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I think I, I remember I like, that from last, the last show. I like that too. That's a pretty cool, uh, cool, so, cool, some cool baseline. Uh, so I know, I know Mark's uh, a video game nut like Todd and I are. Is that correct? Uh, uh, I don't know if I, that would be accurate, but uh, go on. <laughs> what? I, I like video games, but I am not an active gamer whatsoever. Okay. I don't even own a console right now. Oh, wow. So there was a game <laughs> called Left 4 Dead. I, I remember Left 4 Dead. Okay. Yeah. In the second Left 4 Dead, there was a guy in a white suit. That was the okay. singer for the Headstones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he because he's also an, an actor, and he's the character I always play when I play Left 4 Dead. I know that Mike Patton did voices or a voice on the game The Darkness. Ah, cool. That's about to, yeah, there's a little uh, bringing it back to Mike Patton for you with that kind of game reference. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, so um. We have a couple more songs left here. Uh, I think I want to save this one. I'm not going to tell the listeners. I think we're going to save this one for last. Uh, let's jump to some Canadian. I wanted, so you wanted your Northern Pikes. I wanted my, um, this band that we're going to play here. Huge in the city. They got signed to a label. The label screwed them over. They, uh, I, I have, I have some inside information on this band because uh, just, I don't know, through connections I have. And they basically, they're a band that has three vocalists. They play blues rock, but fast blues rock. They're really great. They're amazing. They were like the, they were once listed as the best unsigned Canadian band. They toured Canada. They toured the US. They played everywhere. Then they got signed to a record label and the record label came in and said, Damon was the singer for this band. You'll maybe get the hints here. They said, Damon, you need to lose a couple of pounds. 
if you're the front man for this <laughs> band, you got to look nice. You need to be shaven. You need to shave more often. You can't have five o'clock shadow. Um, you need to wear better clothes. This isn't a backyard party. Um, we need one singer for this band. This is too confusing with three singers. So Damon, you're going to, as the best vocalist of the band, you're going to be singing all the vocals. You guys can't do these sorts of songs anymore. You guys have to do more of these kinds of songs. And basically their their major label debut which is actually a pretty good album they still managed to get their their sound in but uh they were trying to neuter them so they they got the record deal they did a tour they had two songs that are played at every freaking hockey game um <laughs> off that album but they they took a loss and get out of their deal and went indie and released an amazing uh indie album after that but this is this band's great. I've seen them. I don't know how many times. Uh, this song is the hockey song that's played at every Jets game. Oh boy, Tom probably recognizes it. I do have it now. This is interesting. This album is not available on streaming services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried. Of, uh, so I had to get on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I do have the video for this. And I don't know, like, I watch this video with a bit of skepticism because I can tell, because I've seen these guys live and I'm like, wow, Damon, you don't look anything like this is not you. Like, this doesn't look like you. They tried to make another band out of the band. Yeah, sorry. They, yeah, they just, they neutered, like, I don't know. They neutered the look. The sound was just a bunch of, you know, good dudes hanging out playing music and the song the the music is still good but you can tell like and then they do upwards shots of damon to make him look slimmer like it's just pisses me (laughs) off like i know that's 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 so condescending yeah yeah so anyway so this band is called the they were called the blue meanies um and then there was a band in chicago that was called the blue meanies so they had to rename themselves even though they came up with the name first so they called themselves the new meanies on their major label release. And this was the first single that was released. And here we go. I love the one shot of the bass player. Looked like a history professor. He's wearing like a tweed jacket. Yeah, the <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that was three seeds. Uh, Mark, your two cents. Uh, again, this is one that sounds very much of the time uh, of of whence it came. Um, that's not a bad thing. That's not a knock. It's just like the moment I heard it, I went, "I'll bet this is a '90s tune." And yep. uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I was like, yep, that's a 90s tune. There's there's just something sometimes you can just recognize 90s tone 
and uh you know sonically it's it takes you back to that era um but i had never uh i was not familiar with this song at all until this list uh so um it uh again it speaks to my sort of 90s alternative sort of sensibilities yep. of you know the music i grew up with so uh wasn't mad at it whatsoever this is one of the best live bands you'll ever see so much energy like yeah uh cory well i hadn't heard a, a lot from this band either uh, all i really knew about them aside from listening to or watching winnipeg jets games was their very spinal tap-esque way they were named of course, Spinal Tap was the originals. Then there was another band called the New Original, or another band called the Originals. <laughs> so they changed their name to the New Originals, and then the Originals changed their name back to the Regulars. And so the New Originals <laughs> thought, well, we could be the Originals again, or we could just say fuck it. It's awesome. Kind of the same thing here, but uh, yeah, very '90s. I, I kind of uh, agree with Mark. They're they're kind of the Northern Pikes with a '90s edge, kind of you know good groove based music, a little harder edge uh, than than maybe the Northern Pikes, and yeah, very very '90s uh, production on that. But I, I dug it. I thought it was pretty good. Their album before this is a thousand times better that independently produced. And uh, the other two vocalists are like really good. I, I would highly recommend that one's on that one. You can stream, but uh, Todd, yep, your sure. uh, intro. Uh, there was another famous song that they, they did. Um, and Maybe we saw pass. Oh, geez. I, I, I'm assuming it's these guys, the Henana, whatever lyric that was in there. I think oh, I can't remember now. Henana, Henana. <laughs> you know, you know that lyric, that Henana lyric. I think uh, uh, was it Michael Boss here or whatever it was what was playing. I guess when we went to go see, uh, see the live bands at the bar, and I believe it was one of their songs that they were playing. And that was kind of my introduction. It wasn't. It wasn't an album that I would have went out and bought, but but I remember. I remember hearing the music. Was it this and one? It's pretty good. Is it this one? Um, how's it go? Try that one. No. no. <laughs> this one. No, but I did. I've I have heard this song, and it's really it's got a yeah. nice little groove to it. Get that telly twang. Yep, that mm -hmm. that that other guitar player is really really good. Anyway, whatever. Um, so that was the new meanings. This that's my <laughs> I in for me this is the best band that ever came out of Winnipeg. Period. Better than the Guess Who. Better than anyone. Oh, they're actually from Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ooh. Better than the Guess Who. That is that, a hot take. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but um, I I love these guys. I've seen them dozens of times. Uh, every show is great. They're just, I don't know. This was the first band I saw in Winnipeg. When we moved to Winnipeg, I went downtown or what I thought was downtown, took a walk, heard music coming out of this venue, walked over to the venue, walked in the door, bought a ticket, walked in, and these guys were playing. This is this was like a week or two weeks into or no. Yeah, something like that. After I'd moved back to Winnipeg and I was of legal age. Yeah, it was like, wow, these guys are amazing. But let's move on to the last song. This is probably the, the probably the best-selling Canadian band, maybe? Best-selling Canadian band, fourth best Canadian artist. So I think you'd put Brian Adams, probably Celine Dion, Shania Twain, or probably the top three. Right. 
but uh yeah i don't think anyone holds a candle to these guys I, in my opinion like they're just that good and this is my favorite song of theirs Corey. this was your favorite song of theirs yes sir todd are you familiar with this song as soon as you play it i'll recognize it yeah i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> the names don't mean a whole lot but um you guys do your band does do a song off of this particular album though because oh, i, I got we really do. excited when you played that song i think we do like three or four of their songs <laughs> yeah no you do but off this particular album that this is from this is the first cd i ever owned was uh and this was the opening track on it so this is the tragically hip with grace too It was creepy as hell. <laughs> I don't remember the video for this one. Yeah, I, I I'd never seen it either. Same, but I yeah, I definitely recognize this song. Very yeah. good song. Very good uh, song. Let's ask was, the. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Doug. No, I was gonna say the Road Apples uh, album was the one that there's a, quite a few songs on there. I think we used to play when we were playing with uh, with Dad and uh, and Bane. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh cory why is uh, this your one of your tops for these guys to, to me it, it encompasses everything that i love about the tragically hip like when you got gord downey known for his uh unique vocal stylings but his lyrics mm -hmm. and I, I really like the the story this song tells and, and even in the chorus you know armed with will and determination and grace too just fantastic fantastic lyrics i love the groove of this thing um i love it live in concert he would uh constantly or sometimes he would change the opening lyric from he said i'm fabulously rich to he said i'm tragically hip and i always thought that was yes. really cool that should have been the original lyric in the song that would have been uh phenomenal but uh th this era of you know from road apples on uh, up to uh, this album which was uh, day for night 
uh, some amazing songs. The hip really tell the story of Canada in a lot of their songwriting. They tell, they sing songs about Eastern Canada, about Western Canada. They do a great song called Wheat Kings that's, uh, you know, very prairie based. Uh, they talk about the prairies on the prairies, which is Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, uh, they're, they're very Bruce Springsteen-esque, I guess, in that regard, in that they're kind of telling the stories of our nation uh, through their songwriting. And that's why we've kind of embraced them as being kind of Canada's band. Yeah. Mark? And I'm curious to see what Mark thinks of yeah, the tragic me too. This is a song I've definitely heard before. Don't ask me where, because I couldn't tell you, but I've I've heard it. <clears throat> Guarantee I've heard it. Um, and which also probably means that at some point down the road, I've heard more from the Tragically Hip, um, just without ever knowing that it was them. Uh, but I really, really dug this song. The song's very, it has that sort of moody sort of angst to it uh, mm -hmm. that was so prevalent in alternative rock in the 90s, um, which, again, big fan of. Uh, it's, it speaks to my sensibilities. Uh, and uh, the video that goes with it sort of encompasses that as well. Yeah. Um, but I dig this and I and I really dug I, I was looking into the lyrics uh, after I heard it. I was like because I was trying to I was trying to pinpoint exactly where I might have heard this before and I still couldn't find it. Maybe I heard it. Maybe it was featured on a uh, in a movie or a show. Or you know something, what? They, or... they actually they did this on Saturday Night Live. Dan Aykroyd uh, agreed to host Saturday Night Live in the 90s. But he said, I'll only do it if I could bring the tragically hip hop. Yeah. Oh, they played great. Maybe. Too. Maybe that's it. So Maybe that's good. it. Because because I was I watched so much SNL uh, over the years, especially during the uh, the nineties years. And I'll, actually, I was introduced to a lot of musical acts through Saturday Night Live yep. uh, that I otherwise might not have heard. Um, funny enough, I was introduced to Morrissey from by Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live, sure. and yep. and that's then right, that yeah. yeah, I was and that was when he was solo. Um, and you know, we that's all we need to say about Morrissey, but it led me to, uh, to go back and go like, I was like, Oh my God, that was, he was in the Smiths. Oh, I, I knew the Smiths. And, uh, but it was, you know, that's just one example. And then, uh, I guarantee you tragically hip. I think, I think SNL was, I think you nailed it, Corey. That's, that's where I heard him. Didn't they do um, nautical disasters? The second song, Corey. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that was supposed Probably to be their so. big American breakthrough. Like it was such a big thing. The chip are going to be on SNL, Dan Aykroyd's hosting. And uh, it was supposed to be their big breakthrough in America. And it just didn't happen. No, but also they no, really but, wanted, yeah. I think SNL really wanted them to play older songs. Mm. They wanted to like, yeah, uh, maybe, New Orleans maybe that was is a... sinking or uh, one of the yeah. other ones. And they're like, maybe no, that's we a, have a new uh, album coming out. We're playing the new songs. Yeah. And they could have been a Lauren Michaels thing. Yeah. <laughs> But they wanted to Dan do Aykroyd, what they wanted to do. I, I love the intro from Dan Aykroyd, too. He just let me introduce to you my friends from Ontario. Uh, this is the Tragically <laughs> Hip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, I really dug this track. And I, I really want to go back and sort of dive more into their catalog to see, uh, one, if I recognize anything or just to just to jam it, just to yeah. hear what the rest of their stuff sounds like, because I really, uh, really dug this one. I, I feel this <laughs> album, Day for Night, that it's off of is, is dark. It might be your mm -hmm. good intro just maybe start yeah. there yeah and, and, locked um, in the trunk of a car was on this one right so that's a good yeah. one <laughs> courage was a song i almost nominated to be on this playlist yeah i thought of that one too this is a very canadian uh feeling song i don't know they're they're, they're really good they're yeah. well sorry those are from fully completely that was the album before fully completely yeah which is yeah. Oh, 
which is also really good. But nah, those are my two my two faves, Dayfrenay yeah. really completely. But um I I I made I remember I made a comment. I said, I said they're kind of like Dave Matthews, but much better. Because yeah. <laughs> I always said yeah. uh, Dave Matthews was a poor man's tragically hip, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> that didn't uh, wow. float very yeah. well. <laughs> no, I agree though. If Dave Matthews were good, they'd be the tragically hip. Yeah. Oof. Wow. I, wow. I don't I'm, like. Am, the I, am I the only? Band. Am I the only Dave Matthews band fan in there? Okay. okay. Well, no. It's just like uh, no. It's okay. I'll just I thought go he was good. I always felt like I'm just gonna go listen to the hip. Like that's for me. That's what it was. So. But I think, anyway, you know, he's yeah. DMB is not for everybody. I get it. No, it's fine. But um, so that's some Canadian music. So I, th- I think we're going to call it here. I actually do have to be yeah. somewhere. I think some people are in the background are waiting for me to stop this. And so we can go do our thing. <laughs> um, Corey, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll talk to you uh, offline for some tips and tricks for. Sounds good. Um, but anyway, thanks for coming on. It, uh, it was overdue yes. and I'm glad we had a, a fun way to do it. I do want to do an episode later. That's a bit more maybe uh less mainstream and a bit more metal and punk and that sort of thing to some but some canadian good stuff mark if you want to come back for that that'd be kind of fun i'm into it you know you're speaking to my uh musical uh tastes so yeah i'm i'm down for it this was a fun uh this was fun to dive into yeah and i'm very happy i was introduced to a uh, new variety of canadian music so thank you boys for having me awesome uh, plug yourselves. Where, where, can we, where can we find you both? Well, they can find us on the uh, and the podcast will rock. Uh, where we're breaking down the Van Halen catalog one track at a time uh, by the spin of an evil wheel. That's given us uh, two consecutive balance tracks. So uh, that that's been pretty good. We've had a uh, just come off All Star August where you boys appeared on. We just had Eric Senich and uh, on the show again. And uh, Mark's uh, special lady uh, was on the last one too. So you can check that out wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, podcastwalk.com or sorry uh, at podcast will rock we have a website www.podcastwillrock.com you can get some merch listen to past episodes and uh, if you want to yell at me for whatever reason i'm at cd morset on twitter and you can find me at mark the bat on twitter and instagram and uh yeah yell at me all you want about whatever you want uh check it out uh most of the time i just rant about the nerdy things happening in the uh webosphere so yeah drop a line uh list some more obscure bands of, of the metal and rock genre either in canada or wherever uh that i might not know about uh, i'm always keen to learn more music amen and uh, yeah. you can find us at sean geek podcast on all social media and what's the website todd sean mcginnity.ca that's s-e-a-n-m-c-g-i-n-i-t-y Ribbed Ooh. for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. If a voice could be ribbed, there it is. <laughs> there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Thanks, everybody. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca, 
and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.